morning, fellas. Hi, how you doing? Evening. Evening. I just and woke up. What is, what's happening? What, who are you? Who am I? Yeah. Or who's Brian? Who's any of this? Well, I've just explained who Brian is by saying who's Brian. That kind of is a bit of a clue. He's I Brian. have like 14 Brians in my phone. This could be anybody. Mm, okay. I have, do you do I have 14? One. You know, that many Brians? That's a lot of Brians. It's not 14. I wonder what it actually is. Let's find out. Yeah, that's is, this is fantastic. Yeah, well, not, to, not to detract we'll from we'll the, uh, the on-topic conversation, but I Holy hear the crap. name Gary has gone extinct. I hear nobody in the last couple of years has named, in England anyway, their children good, Gary. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I have 13, though. <laughs> 13, wow. You know, yeah. 13 Brian's. 13 Brian's in my phone. Well, I know wow. Brian Nutter's one of them. Yes, Great guitar player mm-hmm. and guitar builder. Mm-hmm. He is actually I'm trying He's to one. think. Trying to think who else would be a Brian Porter Brian, Brian Cranston, not Brian Cranston. Oh. Brian Fallon from Gaslight Anthem. Brian Fallon, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Brian Bicknell from Spruce Effects. I'm trying to find all the the gear related Brian's. I think that's it. So, Everyone else is uh, not that kind of Brian. Oh, Brian Venable from the band Lucero. So mm-hmm. that kind of counts. Brian Blessed. No, don't have him. Gordon's alive. Two Brian Hainers. Brian Hainers? Br- yeah, junior and senior. Yes, yeah, right. And, you know, he struggled. Brian Talks. He struggled not to call. I, was, I wanted to put his name in here as Sin Sinister, but then I'm like, no, because that's, you know, that's going to be weird. Cause I'm be, well, I know I have his number. Why can't I find it? You know? Yeah, so you put it under, like, the band or, like, the, the company? I guess I could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I guess I could. Yeah. I mean, if we're playing the name-dropping game, uh, I, I put him down as Sinister Gates in my phone book because that looks cooler. Sinister Gates. <laughs> <laughs> it does look cooler. Yes. Uh, what's happening this week, my fellow gentlefolk? Uh, let's see. I got a new pedal that I was expecting to enjoy, but I, I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I was going to. The, okay. uh Origin DCX Boost. Um, Origin DCX. Yeah. Tell us so about it. So it's based on a Universal Audio, I think it's the 710, which is one of their classic pieces of outboard gear. And, uh, man, that, I, that thing just sounds good no matter what situation I played in. I even plugged it in direct with just an IR and a little bit of spring reverb. Fantastic so, sound. Is it boost on the circuit of it, or is it boost on the sound of it? Because I, I, I found out the compressor is not an eleven seventy six, and it sounds good. Don't get me wrong, but no. And, and looking at the circuit, I'm like, this is not seventy. I'm assuming it's the sound of it. Otherwise, it would be the size of you know, <laughs> an actual rack unit. Yeah, uh, some of the, yeah. I was looking at actually some of the circuitry for I forget what I think it's a preamp, and I was like, man, like. No wonder these things are so big. There's so much stuff. There's so much to a simple preamp. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. But the so- the sound of it is just phenomenal. It's uh, it's built as a boost, and you can definitely use it as that. But I've been flipping it over into drive mode. And oh, it's got a drive mode on it. It does. Yeah. It's just very very crunchy and saturated in all the right ways. I love it. Hmm. I was kind of you know I've played a lot of. A lot of pedals that are built similarly, and I'm, they're generally interesting. But this one, I couldn't stop playing. So I, think, I like yeah. their. St- I like how. Uh, I mean, they're. 
Their aesthetic is simple but elegant. I, I like that a lot about their. They're brand. very photogenic. I yeah. I took some pictures of it out in my yard, and I was like, these I, these aren't any different than any other petal I would have taken a picture of, but these just turned out real nice because they do. They yeah. look so nice. They do, but and they they're heavy. Yeah, I feel like you you, <laughs> you could do some damage with it. Yeah, if you have a if you have like a box full of these petals, you got to use a forklift to pick it up. Or mm-hmm. much. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I was really impressed with it. Uh, I really I've been. I'm going to make some clips with it pretty soon, but I just keep plugging it into everything I own and just seeing what it does because I wonder really happy. I wonder happy. comparatively, if you had a board full of Origin stuff, I wonder how heavy a tin pedal, tin pedal, pedal board would be comparatively to like a boss or something really light, you know? Oh, man. I, I'm going to have to weigh my, my Origins. I only have two Origins. <laughs> But Possibly the most dull subject you have ever come up with, Wobbler. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. I am, what uh... is the relative mass of different effects pedals? Right. <laughs> I need to do a video about this. Hold on one minute there. Wow. Watch it be the most downloaded or most viewed Wampler video in history. Yeah. 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 T- title would be, what makes this pedal so heavy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder lit. what does make the, the origin so heavy. Do they have a transformer um, in there or something? I think it's just like a steel case, right? Well, I think it's the like case. Yeah, I need more more Richard in my headphones. You're real quiet today. Yeah. Everyone needs more Richard in their headphones. Mm-hmm. I wonder why yeah. I'm so quiet. But yeah, this mic is a bit. There we go. How's that? Is that better? Well, that's a, that's you're better. leaning. You're leaning right over. Is that better? That's better. That's what I like to hear, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's the only gear stuff that's really new in, in my neck of the woods. What about you fellas? Hmm. Hmm. I haven't bought any gear. I have been working on a new uh, production course, which got me to understand the nuances of arrangement, which is not something I've ever really thought of before. Like pedal right. arrangement, or are you talking no. like song arrangement? If bro- First pedal mass, next pedal order. Come on, Bry. Yeah. No, song arrangement. The arrangement okay. of tracks in a song. Okay, it's not, okay. It's gotcha. not something I ever really think of, because I kind of always thought of myself as a natural-born genius who would simply make brilliant music based on what uh, I hear in my head, and the, the entire world would want to do that. I sure. soon discovered that wasn't the case. And as you know, I've started doing a, a few uh, bits of production learning on the side to try and improve myself. So I watched this course about arranging music, and it was fascinating. I wouldn't normally have watched something like this, because like, if you say to me, the arrangement on that song's really good, I would immediately be like, mm, I don't need strings. Because whenever I hear the word arrangement, I think of orchestras, and I think of big hmm. rooms full of men with small pointy beards actually actually the guy who taught this did have a small pointy beard but that's <laughs> that's by the by uh, a, a guy called Richard Niles who is a um very famous arranger however he pointed something out to me which was just so brilliant in its simplicity uh which was how you can have an absolute hit song and two arrangements of it completely change it and the example he used is Burt Bacharach's original take on his song um, Close to You, which he did with Dionne Warwick, who obviously can sing, and then the Carpenters version, which they arranged themselves, which was a massive hit, whereas Dionne Warwick's version basically disappeared, was a complete dud. 
and everything was about the arrangement, what instruments were picked, how they were used, and essentially the tempo that they were put at and, and little things like that. And it blew my mind to watch that. I was like, huh, I've never really thought of it. But the, the key takeaway from me, which I, I guess, Brian, you probably naturally do this because you are, as we've already pointed out, a little bit of a spotter, um, is how he teaches you to listen to music by writing down what's going on in each bar in a descriptive manner. It's very simple. It's just a hmm. way of listening in a very active manner instead of in a passive manner. Yeah, that's a good You're idea. Sort of going, I like that. You know, bass comes in, percussion comes in. Yeah. And and little things like that made me think, you know what? It isn't it isn't magic. It isn't something like unexplainable. Making good music is melody and the application of very simple rules and I've always been very bad at following any rules. So I'm taking my back to uh, myself back to school to learn this stuff. I'm going to try and. But something I notice is is always keeping it, always keeping it kind of evolving and changing in a way that doesn't seem like it is dynamics. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I mean, you know, like you have one part which leads to a different part which may have more instrumentation or less, and yeah, and it's. Well, he makes a very good point about. It's kind of like telling a story. Yeah, exactly that, and and actually, that is what you're doing. It is a universal storytelling medium. But he talked a lot about using dynamics differently. So if I think of a crescendo, generally I think of rising volume. But actually he's saying to build a really good crescendo in a song, like maybe you start off with a bass and then you add some drums and then maybe the drum introduces a ride cymbal and then maybe you add some percussion. And what you're actually doing is filling the space and all the frequencies as opposed yeah. to increasing the volume for a crescendo. And then when you're like, you know what I need is a little bit of 2.5 to 3K, that's when you break out the cowbell. I really want you to explore the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't mock the cowbells. I have two cowbells. One day I will use one in anger Dude. against you, Bright. I do. Oh, that would be, you know what? I may, I may have to call you up for some session work. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> cowbell king, mate. That's as long me. as you've got cowbells and wooden blocks. Oh, mm. wooden blocks, too. Yeah, you got to have the wooden blocks. Do you have yeah. one of those things that you move the stick up and down and it makes a funky sound? What are those Sure, called? why not? That's a bass guitar. No. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we just insulted a load of uh, loyal listeners. We don't want to do that. <laughs> I love play- I've been playing the bass so much, I love it. I love it. Oh, I, I, I had a classic Brian Wampler moment the other day, actually. Oh, uh, what? You looked in the mirror and you're like, I am awesome. No, that didn't happen. Oh, okay. uh, I, uh, I, I went to pick up, I was talking to a friend on a Skype call and we were talking about basses and I said, check out my awesome Japanese jazz bass. Went to pick it up, picked it up by the strap and oh, no. the strap gave way and the bass hit the floor. No. But it was only from about a foot and it was heel first, but I'm still worried for it. Did you have the camera on though? Luckily, well, yes, I suppose I did because he saw it and laughed his head off. So uh, I did. But yeah, dudes, arrangement is something you should really look into and think about. But I think the biggest takeaway is definitely write down more when you listen to stuff. Like really kind of break songs down very simply. You'll be amazed what you can learn and how simple like song formula can be. That Mm -hmm. could be a good practice for if you're trying to write something, right? And you're not really all that pleased with how it's going. I just had this thought while you were explaining that. Take one of your favorite songs that's maybe kind of in the vibe that you're shooting for 
and do exactly what you're saying. Listen 100%. to it critically, write it down. Don't not to copy it, but to figure out why do I like this? What about what elements do I like? But beyond like the key or the style, just why do I like this song? And look at it from that perspective. It could help you in your own crafting of things. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I kind of actually would take it a little bit further. Creatively, I've learned in in my life that if you try and copy something, you won't do it exactly. So if you really are stuck, copy something. Because your version, with its tiny little tweaks, may just be enough to inspire something else, create something new. Uh, and you're very unlikely to have, uh, you know, one of your good friends and someone you work with compare two pieces of work that you've done for two different clients and say, hmm, I recognize that graphic. It sounds like you just completely defined the pedal industry. <laughs> well, I've been working in it for four years or so, Bryce, so I must be an expert by now. <laughs> uh, yeah. And rich. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Four Huge. years, you're you pedal. and wealthy. Pedal money. Yeah. yeah. Love me some pedal money. Um, yeah. And do you know what I'd be spending that pedal money on if if I did have lots of pedal money? Uh, Stilton cheese, primarily. Do you know what else I'd be spending the money? Well, primarily, yes. Primarily Stilton cheese. <laughs> okay. uh, I would have a cave made entirely out of Stilton that I lived in at weekends. And I would come to visit you frequently and try to amazing. eat your house. Yeah. It would be amazing. Uh, you wouldn't buy any gear if you had the money? What sort of gear are we talking, Bry? Good gear? Oh, oh, guitar gear. No, Sorry. Guitar gear. Are you talking gear. about like uh quote unquote supplements? Is that what you mean by gear? Or <laughs> what do you I don't mean by do that? supplements? Yeah. No, I'd buy another Acoustasonic. I'd buy, oh, I'd buy another Acoustasonic. Uh, I, okay, I was at Carter Vintage and I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot for you, Richard. Okay. Did and... you plug it in? No, because then I picked it. That's the whole thing. The, the, the first test to me is when you when you no. play it and hold it against your body. If if it's resonating and it feels good, then plug it in. But you and have to plug in the, the acoustic. Ah, uh, just it, I picked it up. I'm like this is just an acoustic guitar. You have, I can't to, do it. you have to plug it in. That's like uh, getting in a, a brand new Mustang and test driving it without fuel in it, Brian. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it will go if you push it down a hill, and it will stop if you pump that's, the brakes. That's always <laughs> my first thing with guitars is always, like, I, I always sat play in it, I sat in it, and I just wasn't vibing, so I didn't turn the key. I'm 100% you know? with you normally with an electric guitar, Brian. I would sit there, and I would play it unplugged before plugging it in, because, you know, the electric stuff makes it sound better, but you can get a feel for the resonance. But with the Acoustasonic, it's all about how versatile the electrics are. And the reason I say that is it's I found it like for just sketching music while I'm r recording music if if it's the one guitar I grab if I need an electric sound just to lay down a line it's there for me if I suddenly need to do some acoustics like one of our good friends reached out to me the other day and went it's really hard to record acoustics isn't it and I went no I just plug mine in and say sound a bit like a Gibson and it does <laughs> and that's all there is to it so I'm, I'm not suggesting that this guitar is the guitar to replace your Telecaster, your newly acquired Strata, whatever, Macaster. But I am saying as a sketchbook for a recording musician, it is second to none. Because you can pick it up and just like go, I need a quick acoustic line. It's got you. I need something crunchy. It's got you. Nothing else is as good as that, bro. Mm, you know what else is? Actually, you know what is better than that? 
Tell me. Telecasters. <laughs> I find it difficult to disagree. Mm. I mean, telecasters are very good. Although, I've got to tell you again, I'm really hankering for a jazz master. I really, 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 really want a jazz master now. I uh, just have no room on the range. You got one more day. One more day. Get, throw your hat in the ring. Yeah, we, we've had this. You, you <laughs> won't send it to the people outside of your country. I know, I know. I'm it's sorry. It's very, very sad for me. Yeah, take it up with your king. Um. <laughs> I will do next time I meet with him over, over a crumpet. Um, <laughs> a crumpet in a spot of tea? Yeah. Uh, oh, I saw uh, Rick Matthews released a new pedal last week as you listened to this, uh, and it had quite a different aesthetic to his normal pedals. You're it was talking a, about the Thief? The Thief. Is that the one? Yeah. Which is confusing because, of course, our good friend Jordan, who may just have had the circuit schematic for a gain pedal by the looks of it. Brian, you're going to have to comment on what sort of schematic. A, a fuzz yep. tattooed to, on his hand. Uh, the problem he, with the uh, schematic is he got the diode backwards. Oh, gee. Wow. M- maybe that's the, the way I'm teasing. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be hilarious, though. That'd be funny. I was say, oh, man, if you would have done anything else backwards, it might have worked, but not the diode. <laughs> Special inverted. No, I, the thief, he's got the crook. Are we going to see the wife and his lover? That's a that's a that's a film reference. But yeah, what did you think of that then, Blake? Um, I mean, I love when knob fuzzes. They're always you know just strip it away. You got one control and just see what you can do with it. I think that's fun. Uh, aesthetically, it is quite a departure for our friend Rick, uh, but I really like it. Yeah, it's- no, I'm I'm a big fan of minimalist design, no doubt. Uh, I'm not there with one knob fuzzes. See, what I call a one knob fuzz is the volume control on my dirty amp. But maybe maybe I can be convinced. I've never really done the one knob thing. I like to What's it based off of? Anyone know? I think it's based off of a thief. That's what it says on it. I don't know. What is the I, thief based off of? I have no idea. More intelligent analysis next week. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at, there's all kinds of DIY one-knob fuzzes, and they're generally fuzz-facey. So I'm Who wondering, is it, is it a gain control or is it a volume control? I don't know. I just know it looks cool. That's literally all I know about it. I saw it, and I thought, that looks cool, and now we're recording a podcast, and I'm expected to know everything about it for some reason. I can't find it, Matthews. You effects. are the great Blake Wyland. You are expected to know everything about everything. I know... Very little about some stuff. That's what I know. Okay, can't find it. Mm-hmm. Rick, I can't find a pedal. Can't find it on your website. By the time this comes out, I'm sure you will. We may have, you know, we may have been... Was it leaked? Quick. No. no. But it was only released like okay. three hours ago, so... <laughs> I'm on you know. Rick's website. I don't see it. I couldn't well, tell you. I can't talk about it unless I can see it. Well, website's the same Oh, wait, thing. I found it. The thief, $129. So let's see. Let's see what kind of fuzz it is. It's, it's uh, a one-knob fuzz. That's what yeah. It yeah, we established that. Uh-huh. Yeah, am I, am I, I getting stupider as we record or what? Well, your, your connection's pretty stupid right well, now. Well, Brian, is it, it says right there, it's, it's the ultimate weapon of tonal mayhem. Yeah, it says just, it right there. You know the the uh, the outer nerd in me wants to know what kind of circuit it is. Well, text Rick and ask him. I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, Ricky, I got a question for you, bub. What kind of what kind of circuit you got in that there phrase right there? See, the thing is, the outer kind of... nerd wants to know what kind of circuit it is, but what Brian has revealed to us is the inner nerd wants to know how much it weighs under Earth's gravity. That's <laughs> that's what he really wants to know. Yeah, but Rick, what kind, uh, forget the circuitry? What's that? What's that thing weigh in at? <laughs> at? At a thousand feet, because it changes depending on what altitude you're at. Do you think pedals uh, feel higher quality if they weigh more, Brian? I think, yeah, I think I think public perception is yes. I don't. I know that it doesn't mean anything, but I think we've all been conditioned to think that about most objects. If it has a bit of heft to it, it feels like it's better. Even though two that's not exceptions: true. mountain bikes and guitars. But yeah, I think you but, are right. No, like if, I don't know. I think if a guitar is too light, it can be off-putting to some people. I really do. There's a balance, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, the thing I was thinking about, I kind of alluded to this earlier, people love a heavy pedal because it feels like, oh, this is quality, until you get like 15 of them on a pedal board. Then you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> this thing is 125 pounds. This thing weighs as much as my SVT. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when those aluminum enclosures start to... Well, let me, uh, good let me give you a bit of a hint, Bri. What you do is you take your pedal board to the recording studios of, like, some multi-million pound selling artists, and it comes out a lot lighter. That's what I've discovered. A hell of a lot lighter. Almost uh, non-existent. Well, there were still pedals mm-hmm. on it, but but not many. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, more on that later. Or is not. I don't no, know. They're definitely yeah. So did you guys see that royal blood thing uh, that has blown up in the news last week? I didn't realize it had blown up. I, you're the only one that I saw it from, but go on. It's blown up over here because, you know, it's a British band. It was a British gig. But essentially, they were not happy at the reception they were getting <laughs> on stage. He said something... At a fairly large festival, right? A relatively large, probably more youth-focused festival. It's it's to do with a radio station and it's like the, the youth radio station of the kind of conservative youth also. So not necessarily, as I think he alluded to, their normal audience. Uh, but he left the stage giving them the bird from both hands, as the picture in our document shows. Yes. Which it wasn't is a just brave that, move. though. That, like, that can be... That that can be done in a way that's like playful and fun, and everybody's kind of in on yes. it. Yeah, but this was clearly it was what was said beforehand yeah. that let him let, it let the audience know how he was really feeling. And I I don't know it's it's hard to say because I watched the clip and it sounded like everybody was having a good time and screaming that's, and yeah yeah that's kind of what i thought too i was like if i went to a gig and that many people were at least seemingly screaming i would have thought i'd done all right whereas i'm sure if i went and stood on the stage and plugged the guitar there would be deathly silence i said there's been plenty of times where i played a gig and we've ended the song and there was nothing and then i'm like ta da <laughs> sound of cr- crickets chirping and that's the end, folks. A frog mm-hmm. croaking in the background. And then the solo comes in. And no. everybody starts paying attention. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. No solos this week. <laughs> oh no. I'll, I'll cut it short this time. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Did a little uh little Jake Young action on that song. <laughs> no, he didn't even start it, remember. 
He's That's ended true. The song. Yeah. He ended the song. So Jake Young, one of our, you know. Beloved We've audience. We've been through audience. this before already, yeah. Brian. Well, but not everybody listens to the, the same to the podcast every week. What? So to those that don't, Jake Young, friend of the podcast, did a TikTok video where he basically ended Freebird right before the solos. And mm-hmm. I was like, perfect. And then some some other listeners didn't like that I did I said that. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. you don't like it, the solo. Mm-hmm. And maybe I, my, it's okay. My, it's just I, how many times can I play that on the weekend? You know, maybe my weekend, my years. fake mouth solos have led people to believe that I don't like the solo. I actually do quite enjoy it more than you, probably because I've heard it and played it a lot less than you have. Is my guess on? I it. love yeah. the solo. We used to play it like twice a weekend, every weekend for a long time. But I and love the solo to Hotel California as well, which a lot of people will be like, "Oh, really?" Uh, but no, it's a I great like it solo. Too. Yeah, it's great pretty, solos. Hotel California. We've we tried that in a set here in Central Indiana, uh, South South Central Indiana, I guess I should say, and uh, it didn't was go it over on so a well. dark desert highway. It was not Central Indiana, but it was after we got done. It was like play some more Freebird, play some more Freebird, <laughs> play some more something what? like that. Freebird. Were they drinking wine? Uh, I want to go back to the Royal Blood thing a little bit. I feel like we glossed over we what, gloss exactly, over. Yeah. what exactly Explain, happened. Yeah, yeah, do some more explain in there. So in the clip that Richard sent, basically, you know, they were basically on stage uh, claiming that they weren't getting the reaction that they would like to get, uh, saying like, hey, everyone, this is rock and roll. Have you heard of rock and roll before? And I don't know, just generally, they, they didn't seem like they were having a good time up there. Uh, but it was really difficult. I wish the camera would have been turned towards the crowd so I could get a better sense of what they were seeing. Because from the perspective we got, it was like, seems like you're just uh, kind of being a diva, you know. But maybe there was something, some more to it if I could have seen their perspective. Because they were, they were certainly not pleased with the reaction to their performance. And I should say, I'm a fan of that band. Maybe They're you really just needed cool the band. Snickers. Maybe. Maybe that's all it was. You know? Just needed a Snickers bar. Yeah. He was hangry. I get it. He was it. hangry. That might have been it. But have you listened to that band at all, Brian? That they're, they got a cool thing going on. He mm. plays bass, and it's a, it's a two-piece, just bass and well, drums. But the really. way he's running the bass, he runs it through some different effects, and he's always been a little bit guarded about it. I'm not sure if he's ever revealed exactly what he's well, doing, but it sounds... It, it's you funny know. you should say that, Mr. Blake, because... Oh. He may or may not have received pedals from us in the past. I couldn't possibly say. Oh. You couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly say whether we'd sent him a frustration at all. I mean, to be fair, I don't know whether he still uses it or whether he ever used it, but he definitely wanted one and definitely uh, we sent him one. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so, But Maybe yeah, it's, a, a, it's a different more, setup, uh... right? He's basically yeah. like a bass player and he plays with a drummer and uses it a lot of It sounds like effects. Local H. Remember that band? It's See? kind of a, it's they don't sound like that at all, but it's a similar idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. They, they sound nothing like that. I gotta but. say, I I, lo- I like the ro- local age stuff on the record, but when I saw them in concert, it's kind of boring because the drummer's like in place, and just then you have just one guy kind of running around. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. No freebird solo then. No freebird solos. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Everything needs a freebird solo. Everything. Got any more guitars this week, Brian? <laughs> well, yes. Uh, let's see who sent me free guitars this week. I was going to say, uh, send you a Martin or something. I don't no, know. 
no, 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 no other guitar. I don't think oh. I really got anything. The only thing I did get this week, what did I get? Uh, oh, Mouser.com lost my, or actually, I'm sorry, UPS lost my order of parts from Mouser.com. So that was what, fantastic. What, what have you ordered, or can't you tell us? Is it a secret? Uh, surface mount resistors for Brent Mason Project. <gasps> and, uh, for who? For who? Uh, Brent Mason <laughs> I think, I'm not sure, but I think Blake has issues. I'm just going to put that right out there. What? What gives you that Blake's impression? Like, you know, some people like to play guitar. I like to sing guitar. <laughs> I like to yell by myself out in a shed. Is that hey, weird? I mean, again, not wanting to divert this, but have you seen that artist who does kind of sing guitar whilst playing guitar and then kind of raps a bit like Eminem if Eminem would be better? Uh, no, what? Eminem's fantastic. What are you is, talking about? But this guy does it whilst playing the guitar. His name is Ren, and the track is called Hi, Ren. Are you familiar with Ren? Go check him out on um, YouTube. Ren Makes Music. Okay. His track, Hi, Ren, currently has 13 million views. So I think it's safe to say that people dig what he's doing there. At least 13 million of them do. Yeah, that's... <laughs> That's my entire country. It's not my entire country, but I just thought that would help you. It's most of your country, though, right? It's probably all of my country that, that can think. Oh, no, I can't <laughs> that. They're all coming for me now. <laughs> oh, ouch. Luckily, nobody English listens to this show because they're all too busy tending to the fields. Probably. Actually, the uh, population of England is 55 million, by the way. That's it has gone down. I thought it was 60. Well, this is 2018. So. Oh, yeah, it's about 60 now. You know, if we had lockdown, there wasn't a lot to do. Population That's a lot up. of people wandering around saying, right, what's all this then? That's a lot of that. What's all this of, then? There, there are none of those. <laughs> there are literally none of those. There are so many. I've heard them. Right, what's all this then? I Governor? hate you. I'm just going to let you know. <laughs> Absolutely despise you for your English attitudes. What else goes on? Um, it took every bone in your body right there to say, to not look at that document right there and be like, right, what's all this then? I can see <laughs> right, it. what's all this then? <laughs> all right, chaps, what's all this then? Brian, did you see this pencil soldering iron? Pencil soldering? Where are you at? Where are you at? Don't see it. Where the PineSil Mini Portable Soldering Iron. I think we're talking <sighs> a battery-powered soldering iron here, aren't we? That feels like it's not going to last super long. Yeah, probably not going to buy oh, that hold one. on, hold on, gentlemen. Okay, well, I okay. Don't, I don't think it's powered by, like, one single AAA battery. I think we're probably talking some kind of clever lithium-iron superheated core-type scenario, maybe. A lot of sibilance there. I hope my filter catches that. Oh, they've got it. Guitar got... I can't talk today. Wow. Guitar.com has it. Oh, in front of some open effects pedals, inferring mm -hmm. that maybe yeah. one could do some soldering on some fuzzes or something. It's I mean, open source. I'm trying to figure out what's the open source part. Is it like connect to the internet or something? And it says, oh, you're working on a Boss SD-1, therefore the temperature should be this. I am, have not read too much into it to know the answer to that. All I know is it's battery-powered, it heats up, Imagine getting one of these at high school. 
This is ah okay. So it's, <laughs> so if you lay it down, weapon. if you lay it down, it drops in temperature, decreasing the risk of catching your desk on fire. Which we have a good friend whose factory caught on fire due to a uh, soldering iron left on. Uh, we also have a a idiot that records this podcast that burnt his way through a, a towel because he left his soldering iron on. So I did no such thing. I resemble that comment. Um, soldering iron is a dangerous, so that's a good idea. Hmm, maybe its use as a weapon has degraded now. <laughs> uh, that's no, the thing is, you know, if you stick somebody with it, if it's hot enough, they won't bleed out. So it's like a know, friendly weapon. Instantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the rise of uh, the chat GPT stuff, it's only a matter of time till soldering irons start coming in with some sort of large language model on it. You know, so, uh, what would like, that be for, Brian? Soldering iron. How do I do this modification to this DS1? Well, user, you change C3 to a insert whatever you want. First, Brian, yeah, be careful what you say here. We're going to have weeks and weeks of people sending us email going, I took my DS1 apart and I took D, whatever you said. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I Brian changed C3 chunk. like you said it. It made it not work. So, uh, are you buying yourself a. Pine sill soldering iron, Bry. No, no, no. I'll probably uh, stick with my good old Weller. How yep. about yep. check? I like yep. I like where they're where they're going out with this though. If it works, you know, mostly as advertised, that would be a good thing for a tech to have on the road. Perfect for a tech. Mm-hmm. Because you may not always have access to power right where you need it. You know, this thing you can plug it in and charge it anywhere. You can basically USB charge your phone. So plenty of access there. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a clever idea, supposing it works as advertised. But of course, Brian wouldn't need one so much because, well, obviously he'd need one for the pedals, but all of Brian's cables would be solderless, wouldn't they, Brian? Oh, yeah. That's solderless? True. Yeah, solderless. Yes, right. Yep, all of them. Nope. Huh? Yeah, Never. you love solderless. Do not at all. You said you were saying on the podcast how much you loved them and you wanted to no. marry them. No, that was soldered cables that I'm in love with. Not solderless. I'm not a big fan of solderless. You didn't stuff. deny the marry bit, though. So you do want to marry a cable. You, you know, do want to marry you know, a solderless it, patch cable. If it treats me right, you know, makes good coffee, I'm there. Mm-hmm. This is the sitcom that AI could create that none of us <laughs> knew we wanted to see. <laughs> Brian, Brian and, and the cable. patch cable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there could be like a little. Oh, honey, of... I tell you, I, I've had a rough day of sniffing solder fumes. What have you been up to? And the patch cable just lays there on the table. <laughs> yeah, just literally. That's all it is. Uh, mm-hmm. There could be like lots of little mini connectors for children. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no. I don't someone, know about that. I was about to say, someone might animate that, and then I'd be like, no, that would be stupid. But, of course, last week, our, um, our good friend Sasha Sir. Sasha Sir. Mm-hmm. made a little animation of us. Uh, I showed it to my wife on the phone, and she went, that's ridiculous. You sound like an absolute idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> I then showed it to her on the big screen, and she was like, actually, that was pretty funny. Actually, okay. your accent was pretty funny. It sounded better on the big screen than on the phone. So that really made us laugh, Sasha. Thank you very much for that. If, um, if anybody wants to see that, they can go into the comment section on the which Chasing Tone post was it? Uh, I think it was last week's show. 
I have actually asked him for the file, so I may share that from the Chasing Tone um, account this week as well, just Alrighty. to make sure it gets the coverage it definitely deserves. But I, I, I like it. Yeah, it, it, uh, it I showed it to my wife too, and she said, yes, uh, you already showed me this episode. And I was like, but not the cartoon. And she's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, uh, Amanda, basically just asked me why anyone would go to the... <laughs> Would take the time to make anything about us. She's like, why do people even like you guys? You guys are boring to listen to. We're not boring. Uh, my feelings have been hurt, Amanda. We're, we're not boring. We're annoying, and that's a very, very different very thing. She she apparently doesn't like the, the gear chatter, you know? Well, the good thing for her, we don't do much of that. So yeah, that's, she's in luck. Chatter. This is the perfect show for her. Yeah. Ugh. How hey, is she with UFO chatter? If we're so boring, how come this podcast has been downloaded like whatever three and a half million times or whatever it's been downloaded? Some ridiculous number. Um, people click on the wrong thing by accident three million times. <laughs> They're like, oh, yes, I believe this is a topical show that is relative re- relevant to my interests. I can't talk today, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what you the deal are is. struggling with the. Basic I am. Verb. My words are not coming out correctly. Wow, not wording very well. Wow, I better video. have some whiskey. Wacky yeah, there you tabacky. go. There you go. <sighs> it's water. It's not going to oh. really do much. I was waiting for you to tell me all about it. No, it's water. Uh, it's good Good old H2O. So, it's hot in England. Like, mm-hmm. 24 degrees hot. Ooh, we had a burr. Is. That's Man. cold. We, we had a barbecue this weekend, Bri. Really? I, f- I feel 100% more American as a result. <laughs> what, did you, what did you barbecue? Beef. What else do you bother with? So Richard says 24. That's 75 degrees Fahrenheit, which it's jacket weather over here. Stop. Away not, with you, man. That is not jacket weather. That is basically almost uninhabitable. In, uninhabitable. I can't talk. I'm done. I'm done with the I'm, podcast. It's, it's, it's 75 <sighs> degrees in this room that I'm in right now. Yeah. That is, look, can't you see? I've got some color in my face. That's not lighting. I am slightly redder than normal. My well, wife noticing. wanted to go f- for a hike this weekend, and she told me it was going to be 60 degrees. So I stupidly put on pants, went up there, and it was about what Richard's uh, experiencing. And I was immediately like, you told me it was going to be 12 degrees cooler than this, and now I'm going to die. Because <laughs> Did you have a too pocket hot. knife with you? <sighs> just I wasn't going to cut those pants. Those are my new pants that I really like. So just make you some jorts. <sighs> you know? I should get some jorts. Should get some Daisy Dukes. Uh, you know what? Every man should own Daisy Dukes. I, I, are yeah. you quite sure about that one? Uh, in fact, that my next video I'm getting ready to do, I'm wearing Daisy Dukes on it. What the? I hell? like okay. it. Yeah. So special listener exclusive. If you send us enough money, Brian will do the video wearing cut off <laughs> Daisy Duke shorts. I will start the bidding at uh, <laughs> three Jazz Masters. Three Jazz Masters. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I can only see the comments now. I got my wife criticized me for the length of my shorts recently. And I know this is what everybody tunes in for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me more about fashion. She said they're too long. <laughs> she said they're too long. I'm just trying to relive my early two thousands days when I'm wearing some dickies, and she's like, "Those are too long. You need shorter You're shorts." Wearing like, some what nails? Dickies shorts. Dickies. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like a dicky bow. I don't even know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Yeah. It's not rude, firstly. Uh, 
But yeah, I'm aware of the brand Dickies. Don't worry. I was just okay. I was yanking your chain. All right. Well, I'm just saying, apparently I have to have shorter shorts. Well, it sounds like your wife is telling you to wear Daisy Dukes. That's what I said. I said, you will really want these thighs exposed? She's like, it's a thing. We're like, okay. Once once they come out, they can't go back in. They can't go back in. You know, in certain parts of France, it's illegal to go swimming in anything greater than Speedos. If you're wearing swimming shorts, which as a larger gentleman would be your default what? swimming attire, you'd be banned from swimming pools well, and certain beaches. So if you wear too many clothes, you're banned. Well, the theory goes something like this, I believe. The more material you've got, the more you can hide. So if you're not yeah. hiding anything, you're okay, I think. What are you going to hide if you go in the water? There's some things that need hidden. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely are. That's what I'm saying. I think we referred to them last week as sins. So, you know, <laughs> those things definitely. But yeah, they have some crazy rules about beachwear over there. I feel like that's just a way to get fat people off of the beach. Also that. There are certain beaches idea. in the world where it's like, no, sorry, Mr. Oliver, but you are too really? beautiful for this beach. Yeah, definitely. Well, if they force them into <laughs> Speedos, you know, I don't know. This seems like anti- Anti-people who don't want to wear Speedos, actually. I don't want to wear a Speedo. What but are you also, talking about? I, does it sound who interesting wants to wear don't? Speedos? Well, I mean, hmm. that's not I, my, my thing. I don't, I'm not going to wear a Speedo. I'm not going to do it. I'm not a swimmer. I, I, first of all, I don't even like the beach, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you can swim, though, right? I can swim. Okay, you just don't enjoy it. I hate it. Why do you hate it? Because it sucks. Well, it's brilliant. What sucks about it? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm a human. I don't know about you guys. Yes. I am not designed to swim. I'm designed to walk on dry land. So that's the first part. The second part is uh, it's got sand there at the beach. That yes. sucks. That sucks. It gets everywhere. It sucks. It's windy, and it blows said sand in your face. That sucks. It's hot. That sucks. You get sand in your food. That sucks. You get in the water, there's sharks that try to eat you. That sucks. Uh, and I just, like, if I stop paddling, I just sink like a rock. I just go right down to the bottom. Well, that's because you have to keep paddling. I think we all, if we stop if we stop moving our arms and legs, we sink. No, some people no, can float. My I wife float. can float. Yeah, well, if you have easy. your, like, legs and arms extended. I will, I will sink. Really? I go is, right down to the bottom. Is that because da- the... damn um, quadriceps. Yeah. It's it's also the length of arm and leg ratio to body density. So is it the fact that you've got one foot long arms and legs and a 10 foot long torso? That's what's happening here. I have a very short everything. So oh. a... <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> hey, it's proportional. We got the old spray <laughs> bottle out. I think so. Easy guy. You know what I meant. Easy, fellas. Easy. No, I'm just a short dude. I don't know. Mm. I enjoy a good swim, but of I course... Hate, I hate swimming. I hate I it. tend to swim... If I'm swimming in the sea, it will tend to be in Europe. We don't really have many shark problems. That's the one thing that you said that made me go, mm, he's got a point, because I am, of course, completely afraid of sharks because of Steven Spielberg. It is entirely his fault. I stay I, away from him, mostly. I genuinely do not like the the beach like at all. I like beach towns. I like being in them, but I like I like looking at the beach. But I don't want to go on it. There's hmm. no no appeal at all to me at all. Really, it's, it's hot. It's crusty. It's stinky. 
It's terrible. And what about the beach? Um, tell me. <laughs> what about swimming pools? Do you enjoy swimming pools? Eh, I take them or leave them. Hmm. I enjoy jumping in them and then getting out. Do you enjoy sprinklers? I mean, I'm lukewarm on sprinklers. I don't, I don't care about sprinklers. As a kid, did you ever play in the water when it was hot? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And I never was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm a, I'm at a loss for words. I, I, of... I imagine that carefree young five-year-old Brian would frolic through the entire neighborhood sprinklers on a hot day. Uh, well, we have a lot of like creeks and stuff like that. So we'd go play in the creek. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I'd, ca- I'd catch crawdads. That was fun. Real stand by me stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's what we had. We didn't have a whole lot of swimming pools growing up. So my my grandfather had a pond, which was a mile away from the house. So we'd go swim in the pond. And, yeah, see, um, over here, ponds gen- generally tend to be about six foot by three foot. You can't do a lot of swimming. <laughs> yeah, so. that's a puddle. That's that's okay. What, that's a pond in puddle. England. Yeah. There's there's some. Yeah, I did a little swimming in in some rivers and stuff. But I, I don't know. Overall, it just doesn't. I'll do it once in a while, just because everybody else wants to. But I'm really not that interested. If it was just up to me, I would be like, "Yeah, yeah I'm good." Have Have you ever taken a guitar to a beach? Yes. And sat there and played an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and I was like, "This would be cooler if I was not at the beach and there was an electric guitar." Oh, and and I could sing, <laughs> or, or knew any songs. I've never, <laughs> never taken a guitar to a beach. I don't think I have either. Mm-mm. No desire. So, no, I can't. All that really sand, think of, salt water. It, it, See, they suck. You can't even bring a guitar yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I hate the beach. Now, soldered at a beach. Done that before because you know you're behind on work and your family's like, we're going to Florida. And like, all right, well, I'm taking my work with me, so you got to bring the soldering station with you, set it up. That's you know. why you need the battery powered soldering iron. Exactly. If that, only, that would, that would help if only you had it, that would be so brilliant. So. To come full circle on this subject, which seems to have taken about 20 minutes and taken us <laughs> around the world in swimming habits, uh, you would or you wouldn't buy the um, battery-powered soldering iron, Brian? I do not need it. I do not need it, I don't think. No, I'm, I'm good. Hey, before we uh, wrap up, though, can we talk about one more topic that I've been sure. waiting on? Yeah, what is it? The number one innovation for guitar. In the last 10 years. You've left that to the 46th minute yes. when I actually told you that that was a yes. very open topic. And if we talked about it, yes. we would ramble for hours and hours and hours. Yes. Here's what I think we should do. Okay. I think we should just give one for like one top, one thing that is our ideal, um, you know, number one innovation. Let's throw it out there. Let's give ours. Let's encourage the listeners to give us some feedback, and we shall then engage in some form of group debate. I said group. I could have said another word. I'm being very good these days. Uh-huh. Uh, and and then, yes, we can masticate over the results. So should we set some parameters here? Because we have, I mean, the first things that came to my mind were things that were relatively new but definitely older than 10 years. Okay, the first parameter are, is it has to be within the last 10 years. Like, that's, it had to that's have been created or, had it, or it had to have been popularized. Uh, no, I, I will go with launched. 
Okay, so okay. if it was something that had been worked on for 30 years but only got released in the last 10, like, for example, all of Brian's pedals, then that would, would count. All right, fair enough. I think I can do this. Okay, well then why don't, why don't you fire us off? What is your number one? Now, I have to preface this with saying it's not my favorite, but I think... No, that's fine. No, yeah. yeah. And as far as importance, I'm going to go with... The Line 6 Helix. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that kicked off a whole generation of floor modeling ideas uh, and made it more accessible to more people. And I think it's a uh, very important thing in guitar. That's that's the nutshell version. Okay. How about you, Brian? I'm going to say open source neural modeling. Damn it, Brian. If, if you'd have let me go first, I could have had that, and then he would have had to think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is going to be the thing that changes everything overall. I think still, you'll still need, still need a floor modeler to make. Oh, it's there's, it's coming, and it's going to be made cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Mm -hmm. And it's all started with Helix. And it, yeah, yeah, I mean, you said Helix. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yep, mm -hmm. I could. That's that's a good one. Mm -hmm. And now it's going to be made cheaper and cheaper, which, you know, when I say that, meaning going to be accessible to more and more people. Yeah. And I think the act of creating effects is going to be, I think a person will be able to create their own effects here pretty, pretty soon. Just be like, you know, I want a chorus that does this and this and this, and I'm just going to load it into this box. And there you go. I have, I have questions about that, but I think... It'll get it'll get us going down a, a thirty five minute rabbit hole if sure. we start doing that. So, Richard, what are you going to say now that you've had time to think about it? I haven't had enough time to think about it. Brian entirely stole my thunder, but I am going to say <laughs> it, it's mine. Isn't so much an innovation as it is an evolution of an innovation. The current neural DSP modeling software for DAWs mm -hmm. is as close to any amp rig I have ever heard in a DAW and I think is therefore allowed to be included as an innovation because they have just got it so right. Fair enough. It was my reserve choice because Brian took my number one choice, which I agree with entirely. I think neural networks, I'm not going to use the word because people don't like us talking about it, but neural networks will mean a lot to guitar tone over the next 10 years. By neural, you mean AI, right? Ah, you ah! said the words! Ah! I, must, I must now go and sew some razor blades to the inside of my Hessian undergarments for penance. And on that note, I shall leave you, good sirs. Good night! All right. Well, I'll tell you what, let me get my buddy over here. <clears throat> hey, 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 hey! Tater! Tater! What you want right there, boy? Tater! What we you... gotta have... We need some help, Tater! What you... Tater! I, I, I got you, free. I got you. Well, I can got you please read off this list of wonderful names? Well, I'll tell you what you got there. You got that Bill Bays right there. You got that Jake Young from that Man the Helm podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah! Dustin mm -hmm. Burton. David Tindall. David Tindall! Got that... Dang night Dave Trump, buddy. Shannon Weaver and the band reduced to rust. You got that there. Uh, you, you, you got Eric Wilson and VR Frosted. 
Michael Frere. Sean Sean Arbold of that Gun Street Warren. Oh, she shoot the piece of me. Woo, woo, yeah. Rick Cowhoney. Rick Cowhoney. Rick Cowhoney. Rick Cowhoney. Rick Cowhoney. Of Hun Picks. Hun Picks, yeah. Hun Picks. You got DJ. I got me a beekeeper right here. Got DJ Patty F. of Dylan Talks Tone. You got that there, Strand and Kevin Harrington. Oh, yes, sir. Barry from Grez. Great, great, great guitars, you know. Great guitars. Yeah. You got Felicity and Tom Kelly and Pegsy, and then you got John O'Neill, Robert Carr, got that god dang Hunter Hudson. <laughs> Hunter Hudson, yeah. Rob, Rob Stokes and Jordan from Poison Noise. Poison Noise. <laughs> Next band, yo, got that there Twang King. Twang, you know I got to have that Twang. Shasha, mm-hmm. sh- sh- sure. <laughs> 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 Jay Stratton, Seth Wilford, Grumpy Mike. Grumpy Mike. He, I saw Grumpy Mike on the porch the other day. He spit that tobacco so far. <laughs> he got Harry Post. Harry. My, my, my boy Harold. Woo. Mike Pace and <laughs> Harvey Pedals. Oh, <laughs> yeah, boy, I tell you what. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Dome podcast. As always, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email podcast at wamplerpedals.com, and I'll personally get your email. To email Blake, simply email info at tonemob.com, and Richard can be reached at richard at wamplerpedals.com. If you'd like to show your support for the show, the simplest and free way to do that is to share this podcast with a friend, leave a review and a rating wherever you normally get your podcasts, also, check out Blake's podcast called The Tone Mob, and make sure you check out WamplerPedals.com for blogs, videos, and of course, guitar effects. If you'd like to hear the post-podcast conversations and to get even more content, twice the amount of podcast episodes, simply check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash chasingtonepodcast. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.